On September 11th, 2001, our American way of life was attacked. Everyone remembers where they were that day and how their lives changed from that moment on. The American Legion is committed to honoring the memories of those we lost on 9-11 and in the global war on terrorism that followed. As part of that commitment, the American Legion Tango Alpha Lima podcast presents a special series, 9-11-2020. 20 episodes in the 20 days leading up to the 20th anniversary of the attacks that changed the world. Each of the 20 guests delivers a unique first-hand perspective on 9-11 and our nation's response. Here is one of those remarkable stories. All right, today we're joined by Jennifer Volbrecht. Jennifer is the CEO and project manager of J. Volbrecht Consulting. She holds a master's in business administration from Emory-Riddle Aeronautical University and is currently a doctoral candidate at St. Mary's College of California. Jennifer serves as vice president of the board at FIXED, F-I-X apostrophe D, an organization that works with veterans who are in the justice system or who need immediate access to behavioral health resources. She lives in Central California with her husband and two children, has been a member of Carl Ross Post 16 in Stockton, California since 2009. Jennifer served in the U.S. Marine Corps as combat aviator, and she was inspired to serve following the events of 9-11. So without uh, you know, ruining too much of it, Jennifer, why don't you tell us about your 9-11 experience and, and what's come since then? Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, so... Let's see, let's go back to uh, 9-11. I was 15 years old. I was in high school um, when 9-11 kicked off. And I remember um, specifically, uh, you know, sitting in, I was in my living room and my aunt had called and she said, turn on the TV. You need to turn on the TV right now. And so I did. As I turned on the TV, I saw uh, the second plane hit the towers. And I remember how I felt and I remember um, the days following, which is when I started to hear um, new words enter my 15 year old vocabulary, um, words like terrorism. And um, I also just remember seeing the um, first, the invasion of Iraq. I remember uh, watching it on the news and having an intense, feeling as intense as a 15 or 16 year old can be um, of, I need to be there. Uh, I need to be helping. They need me. They need me to go, you know, do something. And so I immediately started to do my research and uh, being the, the researcher that I am, I got online and I studied all the different branches of the military. I had no idea uh, the different branches or what was available out there. I just knew I needed to be part of it. I needed to, to join this organization because I needed to help. And so I ended up with um, a book called Marine Sniper and is about Gunny Hathcock and his story about being a Marine sniper in Vietnam. And I couldn't put, put the book down. I was obsessed. Uh, you know, everything that he did, all the training as a sniper, uh, I needed to be part of that. And um, so I talked with my Marine recruiter and I remember saying, you know, don't give me a desk job, get me, you know, get me out there. And so we signed me up for um, an aviation role that was uh, seemed the most interesting to me at the time. And honestly, it was, it was the best job that, um, that I could have signed up for. And so I signed up to be a CH-46 helicopter crew chief at the age of 17. And that was, um, that was kind of my journey through 9-11 and, and kind of how I 
uh, made that decision to go ahead and enlist in the Marines. I, I, I'm going to interrupt you right there because the, the book is it's interesting serendipity because when I first got, I went to a military college and I got out and I worked for a, a nonprofit, but my boss was Hathcock's commanding officer in Vietnam, Jim Land, who's a major Jim Land who's all through the book. But uh, one day I had gone to lunch and I called him and I said, I'm not coming back. And he's like, you're not coming back after lunch. I was like, no, I'm not coming back at all. Like I'm joining the military. It's, it's time to go. And his final words were to me, uh, it's like, whatever you do, don't be a sniper. You're too damn impatient. So I like <laughs> the fact that that's, that was the book that drove you. But so tell us about what you did uh, end up doing. So you were a uh, crew on a, would you say a CH-47? CH-46. Six. Yeah. The Navy. Like a 47, but smaller. Right. Yeah. Records on top. Um, so let's see, I joined the Marine Corps in 2009, and um, I went to boot camp out in Paris Island, South Carolina, uh, followed by combat school in North Carolina. And, um, and then I went into, um, I think from there, I went to, oh, Pensacola and learned how to be a rescue swimmer. So that was that fun uh, rescue swimmer school where you get dunked in a helicopter upside down and you have to get out and you know swim a mile in your flight suit and it was very challenging we we did all um the whole course was physical we would pt in the morning we'd have lunch and then we'd swim all afternoon so uh to say i was in the best shape of my life is an understatement and yeah so from there we learned how to swim and then uh and then we went to mechanic school so i learned how to turn wrenches on a ch46 that was my first time ever probably holding a wrench. I had, you know, I didn't know my, I didn't have any mechanical skills when I joined, but I loved it. I loved reading the manuals. I loved um, learning how to, you know, replace the instruments. And, um, and then I went to flight school. So then I learned how to become a crew chief and how to be the eyes and ears behind the pilot. So um, all of that schooling took about a year and a half, a little over a year. And I got to my unit, I think I got there around March of 2005. And then in um, September, we would deploy to Iraq. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jeff, I think I told you, you could go first today. So there you go. All right, well, thank, thank you so much for being here and uh, sharing. It's, um, it's, uh, it's interesting because some of, some of what you said, I, I didn't pick up from the page. And I will say that we have a bond even beyond just being Marines. Um, my most harrowing experience in the military was in a, a, a 46 that uh, went down. And so, uh, yeah, we have that. So <laughs> I want to talk, I want to talk about uh, learn, experiencing 9-11 as a, a high school student. Mm -hmm. Because high school, if you were anything like me, is a very me, 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 and even a little bit more me experience. So you, uh, you saw what was happening and you turned me, me, me into world, 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 and uh, started on a journey towards helping and, and, and making the world better. Now, so since you were you were so young, and then you had you did your research, and you ended up, and you ended up choosing the elite branch. Congratulations! And then I, I kind of want to hear 
one more about this this high schooler and how it affected not just your your mission moving forward but your worldview and did your contemporaries did your did your other high school friends feel any of that or or what was what was going on because I know I moisturize and I drink a lot of water but I was not in high school uh, at that time so <laughs> I, I'm really curious to hear about that experience yeah so I think it's noble to think that I as a as a high schooler had a worldview um, but really I think um, what it was it was more of a calling and it, I was still so self-centered I was like okay who's Osama bin Laden I'll take care of him I've got this <laughs> you know they, they just need to send me out there they don't know that I exist yet and so you know I'll, I'll take care of all these problems um, so I was still definitely uh, very self-centered as a as a teenager um, with maybe maybe a higher calling I would call it um, my constituents so um, you know a lot of my friends they thought it was cool and you know they supported me but um I don't, I didn't go to high school with anybody else um, that ended up serving or signing up at the same time as me. I was definitely um, one kind of standing out from the crowd. Like, hey, I'm going to go do this and um, I'll see you guys when I get back. Well, the, I mean, you, you, you may be underselling yourself a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. That whole uh, send me over there. First of all, it's very Marine Corps and, and you seem to have grown out of it, which I haven't done yet. So uh, I still have the superhero complex when things happen. So congrats on that. I, I do, I still think um, that what you did or just the way you thought is a little more outwardly focused than you're going to give yourself credit for. Um, because it's one thing to, to say, where's Osama bin Laden, send me there, but to then be sent there and willingly sent there is an act of service, and I and I commend you for that. And I'm not going to ask a million other questions yet because uh, I don't want to do that to to Ashley because I'm really super respectful of her. That, that's a first. All right. Oh, well, glad we have that on the recording. <laughs> ben, you'll have to cut that later, wherever you are. Right. Um, so Jennifer, my question is, you know, we are approaching the 20th year anniversary and, you know, since the time, you know, you're 15, you've watched, you know, turned on the TV, you've been impacted, impacted your decision to serve. How are you feeling now that we're moving towards, you know, 20 years of, um, since this since the attacks of, you know, 9-11, like, how do you, how do you feel about it? Like, what are your immediate thoughts? My immediate thoughts is there's no way I'm that old. Um, you know, the, the nineties are 10 years ago <laughs> in my mind. So, um, you know, I cannot believe that that much time has passed and, um, because it still feels like yesterday. And the reason it still feels like yesterday is because it's a memory that, um, that is alive in our family and in my household. So it's something that we tell our children about and we tell them, you know, why we served um, and, and what we were serving for and, um, and keeping the memories alive of, of those who were lost out there. So I think talking about it 
uh, remembering 9-11, remembering how we felt keeps the memory alive and it makes it feel like it wasn't a whole lifetime ago. I could not agree more. Tell us a little bit about uh, what your nonprofit does now. Uh, so FIXED is, um, is an organization I work with and uh, what they do is they take veterans who are in the justice system they've gotten into into some kind of issue and we offer peer support and um and peer uh, case management as they get through their program um, it's always a court-ordered program and we um, are attached to the courts in san joaquin stanislaus merced um, alameda counties out here in central california and um and so we have over 12 case managers who work with veterans one-on-one -on -one. we have a 98% success rate of, of veterans who graduate from the program and they go on to, um, to be productive, have jobs, and um, eventually a lot of them do become uh, peer mentors as well in the program. Uh, with, the, with the 20th anniversary almost upon us, like what are your plans for that day? Like do you, like how, how does one appropriately honor such a day? That, I mean, that's a great question. When, when you guys reached out to me for this 20 years, it, I had to take a, you know, take a moment and think, oh my gosh, you know, it has been 20 years, um, you know, and what are we going to do? I think the world is looking like it's going to be more open at that point. I remember uh, the 10 year anniversary of 9-11 and what we did um, with the Carl Ross post in Stockton was we, um, we gathered at it was like five or six in the morning. And um, at the times that the planes were hitting the towers, we took a moment of silence. And then we, um, we laid a wreath in the Delta to, um, to honor the memory of those who were there. And, um, and so this year for the 20th anniversary, I hope to uh, participate in something that's just as meaningful. And, um, and I plan to bring my children and my family so that we can all remember together. How old are your kids? They're six and eight years old. My, my, I got one that's five and two that are three. So I'm not sure I'm ready to quite broach the subject. I keep trying to tell him daddy was in the army, but that doesn't really mean anything to him. So Ashley, did you just, have any uh, follow-ups or, or Jeff, either one of you? Yeah. Well, I was just to say, it's, a, it's interesting that your, your oldest is seven years from being where you were when you decided uh, your next, your next path, a, a major defining moment in your life. And I, I'm curious what, if any stories, are they old enough for you to, to share like what happened and, and the choices that you made? So I think so. And I think so because I tell them often. And so they know, oh, mommy was a veteran. Oh, mommy used to fly on helicopters. Oh, you know, mommy, kill bad guys or, you know, whatever their version of it is. And, um, and they know, and they, I know that they tell their classmates, my mommy's a veteran and um, it's so special. So I think, um, sorry, I forgot your question. Oh, I was just, I, no, I was just wondering like what you tell them, uh, like, I know you now your military experience, but what do you tell them about 9-11 uh, if anything? And, and, and just what, how has that shaped you even like even as a mother? Yes. Okay. So now I got my train of thought back. Yes. 
Um, I do. I tell them about 9-11. I told, I told them what happened, that you know, bad guys flew up planes into a building and they were attacking America. And um, it's a lot. They, they, to they told me that sometimes they get scared when I tell them stories like that, but they want to hear more. And so they have a ton of questions and, um, and they definitely, you know, play military. That's, you know, that's their jam. My daughter, who's eight years old, if she grows up and is 15 years old or 16 years old or, or however old she is and tells me that she's going to join the military um, now being a mother, gosh, I don't know. It, it would be a mixed emotion, a mixed of, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of her for making this decision. And also um, that burden of motherhood and, you know, oh my gosh, my little girl is, you know, is going to go off and do this. And so I put myself in my mother's shoes you know, as a 15 year old, when I came and said, Hey, I'm going to do this. And we were at war and they were so hesitant to, um, to be supportive and they, you know, they didn't really know what to do. They had all my uncles talking to me and, Hey, are you sure? Do you realize we're at war? And I can only imagine how worried they were at the time. And at the end of the day, they, all they did was support. And now um, you know, 20 years later, they couldn't be more proud. And so I hope that given that opportunity as a mother and now sharing that legacy with my children that I would be in those same shoes. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Ashley? I am just enjoying listening to you, Jennifer. That's such a remarkable story. Like I think about my own experiences and I'm just like, man, I was I was like, a, I was like seven, seven or eight, right? So I'm, I'm a few years behind you. And I remember like yeah. those defining moments and it, it wouldn't hit me until much later until I was in high school about service. But now that you've kind of overlaid like the, the complexity of now being a mother who, you know, you might have children who join and the fact that, you know, we have to continue to remember why this, like, you know, for all those who have, you know, paid the ultimate sacrifice, it's, um, it's oh, a bit of loss of words, but what I can say is overall, you know, this impacts everyone differently. And I think we all need to remember in a way that's meaningful to one another and you just coming on and sharing your story and how it's inspired you, I'm sure will inspire others and continue. And I'm sure one day your kiddos will listen to this too and say, my mom's a badass. Yes. All <laughs> of the above. Right. So yeah, I, I have more, I have more just comments than, than questions. Cause I'm just enjoying listening. <laughs> All right. Well, Jennifer, we will give you the last two minutes for any sort of parting thoughts you have on, you know, absolutely anything. Okay. Um, so I think, uh, first of all, it's an honor to be brought on here to share my story. I'm, I'm so humbled and honored that um, to be included in this series. And I'll say that I've been out of the Marine Corps now since 2009. So um, it's been a minute. It's been actually, a, what is that, 12 years now um, that I've been out and I've gone to do great things. Uh, joining the Marine Corps was one of the greatest decisions I've ever made. It was a huge leaping off point for me. Um, in my education and professional background. Like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm the CEO of J. Fulbright Consulting and we do um, government contracting. And um, so I still very much in my professional career have an attachment to a national security mission. And so I would say that 
um, you know, throughout all the way from, um, from 9-11 that that event shaped not only my decision to serve in the military, um, but my professional career. And I plan to stay in this uh, line of work for as long as it's still fun and meaningful for me and um, building teams and supporting veterans. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> good thing to end on. We appreciate uh, the time you've taken to spend some time with us today. Uh, for everyone else who's listening, remember to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, review and rate us. If you want to send us feedback, you can leave a comment on YouTube or Facebook, or you can send us an email at tangoalphalima at legion.org. Again, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody else, we will see you. Bye.